let's see what Dresden is up to in Nightshade. So Dresden, you have just fallen and had a strange out-of-body experience as you felt yourself die. And you have now landed here in Nightshade. And I'm not going to make you do an insight check or a history check or anything because I think that the passage, the initial passage into Nightshade was vivid in your mind and you also had the context of having your own name appear on your slip of paper from Matarua. So I don't think you're confused. And add in the fact that you can still see the temple of Matarua in the distance over the tops of the trees. Um, and so you, that's where you find yourself and Rasputin is there with you. Both of you are pretty much now made of the same stuff, which is interesting. Um, so what do you do? Um, I'm going to verify that I did hear Rasputin and say, Rasputin, you're, you're here, right? I'm here, Drez. Uh, are you okay? You know... It was an odd experience, but I'm here, although it feels as though my body's not really here. And I'm going to look at my hands, and is it like, am I like a cloud almost? Or like, what is what is my physical makeup when I look at, when I look at my hands? So, it's a good question. Um, you feel... It's a weird in-between sensation because you are making contact with the ground. Right. Because you're sort of, like, limited by the physical space that you're in. But you don't seem to be interacting with that physical space in any way except being contained by it and sort of adhering to the laws of physics and all of that. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's an odd sensation. Okay. But, like, you can feel your own hands. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of look around the trees, uh, and just kind of be like, I guess this to Rasputin, I'm going to say, I guess this is where I've been sending the souls to Matarua. Do you know, do you know where we are? This, this place doesn't look very good. We're in Nightshade, Rasputin, and it's Matarua's plane, and I guess at some point we have to go go uh ask her the questions you see that temple all the way over there yeah yeah i see it i see it that's why well that's where she is so i suppose we should just make our way um there uh do me a favor and fly above me and not on my shoulder in case i i need to see anything and alert me if anything seems weirder than normal uh, that's good. How far, how far ahead should I fly? Like Just a few feet? feet. I, I want, I, I, I want to be able to see, let's say 15 feet. I want to be able to see you. Okay. I could use it. I could use a friend at the moment, at the moment. Well, you always have me, Drez. You know that. <laughs> and we'll make our way to the temple. Do you know the right way to go? I, I have no idea where I'm going. I think we'll just... I know the general direction. I mean, there's only one... I assume there's only one way to really get there. So, I can kind of see it. So, we're just going to start just going forward. Going north and see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, give me... 
either a history check or a survival check uh, to see if you remember the way. History or survival. This is the way. Um, let's go history. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> God! The bad oh rolls God. continue. The bad rolls continue. That was um, that is crazy. So I know you accidentally rolled that with advantage. Yep. Doesn't matter. <laughs> can you tell the people listening what you rolled there on your advantage roll? Ah, uh, yep. Sure did. I rolled two uh, critical fails. Two ones. Two nat ones. Two nat ones. Um, all right, so here's here's what happens, Jesus. Dresden. I walk into um, a alligator. Die. You feel you feel an immense amount of confidence that you remember exactly which way to go, and so you don't really pause to look around you very much. Nope. And within minutes, you are hopelessly lost in this forest. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Um, what do you do now? So, do I... But I know that I'm lost, right? You figure it out, yeah. Okay. Um, let's say, uh, Rasputin, I, I have to admit something to you. Um, remember when I said that I knew where I was going? Yeah, I'm, I was confident. I'm confident in you. Where, which way to go? I was very much lying to you. I, I had no way of knowing which way to go. And now... I fear we are hopelessly lost. Um, is there any way you We're could... lost. Yeah, I don't know where we are. Um, is there any way you could fly up above the trees and see if you can see the temple? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little shocked. You seem so confident that you knew which I know. way to go. I thought I did, but... Being this whole experience has really messed with me, and I'm not as sharp as I expect myself to be. So, um, okay, uh, I can. Yeah, so Rasputin flies up, and uh, can you make me a perception check, please? Come on, not a critical fail. And I don't know if you got anything special for that 18. since you're a bird, but boy, not bad. Um, so with an eighteen. Rasputin, you fly up, you can get a sense that you are pretty far off of any trails because you don't see any. You can see the temple almost due north from where you are. Um, it almost looks as if uh, you've just gone on a straight line from the original tower, which you can also see, um, down this hill over the cliff and into the woods. Uh, following absolutely no path, you just sort of like ran straight toward the temple. Uh, Dresden, it doesn't seem like we're going the right way. <laughs> Seems like we just well, there was a path here, but we didn't go the right way. <laughs> can I? Well, can I that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> um, okay, so is there any way that you can direct me? Um, can I do a, another temple? perception check to see if there's like an optimal path that I can? Um, why don't you make me a survival check, and I'll give you advantage since you have a high vantage point. Mm. Sixteen. Sixteen, nice. Um, 
So Rasputin, you you have keen eyes and an owl's wisdom. You pick out that there appears to be a sort of rough path forward if you decide to go directly to the temple, and then the other option would be that you could try to navigate Dresden back out of the forest where he's lost and toward the original tower um, where you can see that there's like some kind of path that goes out and around this forest. Yeah, I'll do that one. I'll uh, backtrack. Yeah, Dresden. Um, I got some. I got some good news. I got some bad news. Which 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 one do you want? You always hear the bad news first. Uh, we gotta go back to the tower. We gotta we gotta go all the uh, way back. What's the good news? Uh, if we start back from the tower, I I see the path. I I see where we need to go. Do you think that you can direct me to the to the tower? Uh, of course I can. That's what I'm here for. Okay. Let's try. And he does. He oh, flies up okay. ahead and you follow his voice and he slowly picks your way out of this thick, tangled jungle in the dark and you reach a trail. And why don't you try that uh, history check again and see if you remember the trail this time. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Uh, it can't be worse than two natural ones, so... Let's <laughs> try make sure I'm not on advantage. Okay, I'm on normal. All right, come on, history. A 22! Oh, nice. That's much, much better. better. <laughs> this time, when you reach the trail at the base of the hill, you realize that you did never get on the trail the first time. You just went uh. the wrong way down the hill. And this time, you pick up the trail, and you remember your trip through Nightshade the first time. You remember that there is a sort of rocky labyrinth coming up, followed by a weird gated town uh, that you think to yourself, you probably should just completely avoid because last time shit got crazy there. (laughs) Um, And then you remember the final stretch of the trail and the bridge that crosses the chasm between the forest and the temple. Uh, So you remember all the elements of this trail at this point and are pretty confident that you can pick them out. Okay. Um, I'll just kind of navigate my way to um, avoiding the town. Um, and just kind of navigate my way up towards Matarua's temple. Awesome. You find yourself in the rocky labyrinth and... This time there are no oozes, there are no gelatinous cubes, which was what you ran into last time there. Yeah. Um, And as you emerge from the far side of the labyrinth toward the town, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up just a bit. And you're not sure exactly why. Um, Rasputin, you suddenly get the sense that there is movement not far from the trail. And then that's when you hear it, Dresden. You hear a familiar howl. Oh, shit. And Rasputin, give me a perception check. 16. Uh, with that 16, you see probably like 100 yards away from Dresden, who's standing in the clearing just in front of this gated town now. You see uh, back toward the labyrinth, through the broken branches in the trees, you can see a four-legged creature. Oh, Jesus. Sort of, I guess, stalking toward Dresden. 
as if it's hunting him. Can am I in earshot of Dresden still? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Dre- Dresden, we we got a problem. There's there's some creatures that look like wolves or something. It's and it's it's stalking you. Uh, we're in danger here. Do you have anything, any spells that could scare them off or something? So, do I have my full repertoire of spells and stuff? You have not tried to do anything yet, so we're not sure. So we don't know. Um, Rasputin, can you tell how many there are? Is there just one, or is there multiple? Uh, I see at least one, but these things look like... They don't look like good news. I'm sure there's more. Um, well... I'm going to turn around to face the creature and have kind of like my my staff in my hands like ready for for battle and just try to see if I can like hold, if if I can like just get a beat on this four-legged wolf thing. Um, Like if it tries to come to me, like I'm not going to keep going and have it attack me, surprise attack me. So I'm going to turn around and just kind of, Get ready. Okay. Um, let's have you both roll for initiative, please. Oh, man. An 18. 22. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, Alright, you know what? I'm going to back that up and we're going to retcon the initiative roll. Okay. Yeah, because uh, as soon as you turn to face the direction that Rasputin indicated the creature was coming from, neither of you can see the creature. And Rasputin, you don't see any movement now, and the night gets very still once again. Uh, Dresden, I don't know where it went. It, it seems like it just went away. I can't see it anymore. <sighs> well, You think we're okay? Yeah, here's what we're gonna do. I... I'm not lying to you now when I say that I know fairly well where I'm going. So let's have you just fly a little bit behind me and I'll keep going. And if if you see any movement, alert me as soon as possible and and we'll stand to face them again. These things can be tricky um, and they're powerful. So we, we have to be alert. Okay, I'll be ready. Good thing that you're here. I'd be so... I don't know what I'd do without you, Dresden. Well, let's not get all mushy, because I might not be here soon. So, let's let's just see what Madarua has to say. And with well, that, I'm going to keep... you died. <laughs> <laughs> How was true. that, by the way? This is true. I don't want to get into it. It was not a pleasant experience. Um, I've died twice now. I died fighting the Lich, but I had the plot of armor, and now I died again. So I I don't want to make a habit of this whole dying thing. And um, with Rasputin behind me and me knowing where I'm going, uh, we are going to keep plowing forward. Yeah, I'll keep. Excellent. Is there a... um, I guess there isn't. Maybe I can do another survival check to like to help to help uh just scout yeah 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 you can do that or perception either one 12 all right well it wasn't that good 
Um, but you, I think with the 12, you're sort of circling overhead as Dresden continues down this path. And the path wasn't particularly hard to pick out at this point um, after the gated community with the crazy attacking houses where you'd found some souls trapped. Um, this time you surpass that, you go past it down the track toward the temple and Dresden, as soon as you can now see the temple... Mm-hmm. down the trail and across the chasm no sooner have you rounded the corner where you can see it than you hear howls breaking out behind you in several directions oh god how how far am i from the temple probably you're probably like 110 feet from the bridge let's say okay um i think i'm gonna try to make a run for it I love it. Give me an athletics check. Yeah. Run for it. Oh god, run. A 16. Not bad. With a 16, you take off down the trail. This time you don't turn to face your would-be attackers and Rasputin, you don't ever lay eyes on them as Dresden takes off. I think you go with and you fly as quickly as you can to keep up as Dresden goes to a dead sprint, heading straight for this rope bridge over a chasm. And Rasputin, you can see as Dresden is running that one of these creatures has jumped onto the trail and is now closing on him as he races for the bridge. And by your calculation... Rasputin, this creature is going to catch him just before he reaches the bridge. Ugh. What do you do? Um, can I make an intelligence check? Do I have any sort of... Would I know what these things are afraid of? What sort of sounds these um, are afraid of if I do an intelligence check? So I think without even making an intelligence check, though, you as a sort of a creature of... Fae I don't know, you're sort of an... Yeah, exactly. You're a fae being... You would probably assume, given the environment here, that they would fear anything involving light. What about a sound? (laughs) Oh, a sound might work. (laughs) That's what I was trying to get at. Um, uh, What is this? Oh, uh, okay, never mind. I have a spell. Okay, that's fine. Nice. Um, I never didn't know I had this one, actually. I'm going to cast... Prestigitation. Prestigitation. Prestidigitation. Um, and this spell is a minor magical trick that novice spellcasters use or practice. You can create one of the following effects. Uh, instantaneous harm is sensory effects, such as shower of sparks, puff of wind, faint musical notes, or an odd odor. Um, you instantaneous light or snuff out a candle, torch, campfire, or clean something, or chill up, or warm something. Anyway, I'm going to create like a little like firework of sparks in the air sweet nice um where are you put um and how far is the the wolf from the bridge uh dresden's like 10 feet from the bridge and the wolf is now like five feet behind him um i'm gonna do it i'm gonna have dresden run into the light like in front of him okay uh okay can <laughs> dresden give me an insight check please <laughs> Okay. Mm, this is a good one for me. Let's see. 
<laughs> oh no! How is that possible? I have a plus seven. I have a plus seven You needed seven to get modifier. anything but a one. <laughs> what the actual fuck? I have a plus seven. All right, here's what happens. Rasputin, you create this shower of sparks in front of Dresden, and Dresden, you are incredibly startled by that. And you stop running for just a moment, and as you turn to try to find another path, you are struck by this yeth hound. Good, good. And the impact on you is... As if you were made of physical matter. Mm -hmm. And it causes you to fall back. And you're going to take some damage from this. Of course. Uh, 13, 13 bludgeoning damage as this thing kind of pounces and, and knocks into you. However, it knocks you back so hard that you go flying past Rasputin's firework. And as soon as you're on the other side of it, the hound backs off. Mm -hmm. And so you are prone, laying on the ground, looking up into the face of this creature. Uh, it's a very hideous face, almost a human-like face on the body of a giant dire wolf. And it is snarling at you on the other side of this spark. Uh, what do you do? Um... Ow. So it, it's not attacking me currently. It's just, it's, it's... It appears um, to be hesitating to go past this light. Okay. Um, can I try and, like, like, I'm on my back, correct? Yeah, and so in terms of, like, the alignment here, this thing has been chasing you down the trail. You stopped when there was a light in front of you. It knocked you past the light. Right. And so now you've got the bridge, you, the light, the hound. In okay. that order. Yeah, okay. Um, I think staying on my back, I'm going to try and, like, like scoot myself back. Like, hands on, like, on, on, like, the ground. Just trying to scoot myself, like, on my back. Just, like, looking at the, at the uh, hound. And just try to scoot myself slowly back. You do that, and it does not follow... Do you know how long your uh, trick lasts, Rasputin? Up, up, to like hour, up to an hour. Up to an hour. But, I mean, it looks like it's, it's supposed to be really like a, a light show. Like a short... short I'm going to say it's going to last like five minutes. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to decipher what they mean by that. I think the up to an hour might just be for warming chilling or flavoring one cubic foot of non-living material <laughs> up to for an hour um you make a small mark a symbol appear on an object for one hour so i think that this light might be fairly instantaneous however i believe this is a cantrip so if you want to just sort of be spamming mm -hmm. that to keep it there i think that's okay yeah i'm gonna do that yeah and as as rasputin sort of hovers there concentrating on maintaining this light Dresden, you scooch backwards, and you feel your hands hit the wooden planks at the beginning of the bridge. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and, like, flip around and, and put, use my hands to push myself up off the off the bridge to, like, stand up. And then, like, just try to start, like, 
again, running over the bridge. Okay. Yeah, you succeed in standing, and you turn, and you start moving across the bridge. And your memory of the bridge is vivid from the last time. This time, you don't feel the same sensation, though you do feel a resistance as you try to walk forward. As if you're struggling to cross for some reason. Can you make a an arcana check for me? Yeah, I'm supposed to be good at that, but you know, we'll see what happens. A 22. <laughs> so with your 22 on your arcana check, you recall that Damien and Fabius had struggled to cross this bridge in the past without their physical forms. Right. So you're not sure exactly what that means for you as you have made some progress across the bridge. Mm -hmm. uh, but you do remember that and you get the sense that there is some sort of magical barrier on this bridge that may make this a tough crossing. Uh, what do you do? Are there like rails on the bridge or is, or is there, are there no, are there no like, are there, there rails? Yeah, there the are, uh, there's sort of like rope. It's like a rope bridge essentially okay. with right. wooden planks on the bottom. And yeah, you, you, you've got a hold of the two rope arm rails. Oh God. Um, okay. Is this a dress and only action or can I help? No, you can always, you can always oh. help in any way that you're able. Um, yeah, you can feel free to jump in. Dresden, do you need help? Are you okay? Uh, I think I startled you with my with my spell. You did. It's getting very difficult to to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I I guess I don't know. What, I mean, I'm just gonna keep keep trying to go. Um, maybe like, are there are there gaps between the planks, or is it a solid like wooden bridge? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of rickety. Okay. Um, I think I'm probably going to drop to my knees, uh, just to try and like get a sense of, and, and then like on like my hands and like one, one hand on, on the rope, the other hand just like kind of almost like crawling forward. You're like, so it's almost like you're climbing something vertical, but you're laying yes. flat to do it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, all right. I like it. Uh, there's definitely resistance as you do this. Um, give me a, either, uh, why don't we do a constitution check for that? Okay. Um, oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> God, a seven. You can mace core rolls. I have one, um, I have a good roll and then a shitty roll. So what happens is that you start this crawling, climbing process and you take a few more steps and you reach roughly the midpoint of the bridge and you just collapse from exhaustion. Um, you're, you're, you're kind of taking a breather here. Um, mm. you're not thrown back off the bridge or anything, but it is like you are walking through thick soup. Can I channel Matarua? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Uh, how, how does that work again? On my, on my turn, instead of another action, I can choose to commune with Matarua in order to gain some insight in the current, uh, situation. Only used during... Yeah, I think that's yeah. perfect. And if I, on a critical fail, I take 1d10 radiant damage and disappear. <laughs> oh, I love God, it. don't fail. Don't get a critical fail, Hilsey. Wisdom <laughs> roll. Alrighty, here we go. 18. Uh, that is a success. <sighs> on a criti critical success, you gain vital information 
that will help to resolve it fastest. So this is not a critical success, but that's not bad. So you, uh, well, why don't you describe like how, how this happens? Like what, what do you say? I'm going to land on one of the strings of the bridge and I'm going to say, hold on Drez. I'm getting some info. I'm getting some good info. And then I just go, and I like (laughs) the eyes roll back in the back of my head and I'm in a trance. And I chat with Madaru, I say. And when you do that, um, this time, instead of embodying a new physical space, you almost, Rasputin, you have the sensation that you've just zoomed in with your owl eyes through the wall of the temple in front of you and are now looking face to face with Madarua, who's probably only 200 yards from you at this point. Madarua, um, we're coming to see you. Though Dresden's having some problems crossing the bridge. Uh, can you help us? She doesn't, like, open her mouth to speak, but a thought is channeled into your mind, and it says, Cut the ropes. Cut the ropes? Uh, do you mean cut the bridge down? Uh, you get no response as you are jarred back out of your trance. Dresden, uh... Madarua told me one thing, and she said to cut the ropes. But that what? might mean that might mean cutting the bridge and just f- and fall. Uh, is that a metaphor? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, man, cut the ropes. You know, um, uh, Rasputin, I'm really, really starting to regret making this deal with her. I think it's a little too late for that <laughs> situation you're in. Um. Well, if she wants me to cut the ropes, I'll cut the ropes. And Does she mean cut he's gonna... the ropes to one side and climb? She's been climbing. Oh, what if you? What if we? If I cut the ropes on one side and you hold on real tight, you'll be on the other side of the chasm and you can climb up the, the bridge. Hmm. It's worth a try because I I don't think I can keep going at this pace. So if you can cut the rope, I'll. Hold on tight, and just hope that I make it. Uh, DM, I hope, uh, hope we don't kill Dresden here officially. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna find out. That's what um, we're gonna do. All right. So, what do you do, Rasputin? Uh, What's the move? Dresden, here? are you hold? Are you held on? I'm going to take my take. I have two daggers. I'm gonna take them both out and try and like jam them like into the wood, uh, like into the base of the bridge to give myself like a little bit of stability and i'm gonna hold on to the daggers and say i'm ready as i'll ever be okay here, here goes nothing and um i'm gonna fly to the side of the bridge where he started on um mm-hmm. so then the only side the holding of the bridge will be the side he wants to get to and i'm going to i'm gonna do one of my actions although where the hell so you don't have a lot of actions. I know I don't, actually. I think you're probably going to have to try to figure out prestidigitation to yeah, do this. I don't have any sort of action. <laughs> I can have three of its not instantaneous effects active at all times, so that's actually pretty cool. Um, could I have a shower of sparks at the same time kind of be lit right near the ropes of the bridge at each side? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think it's your only physical option yeah. here. And even though prestidigitation is meant to be fairly harmless, I think a shower of sparks directly onto these ropes 
on this old dried out bridge is probably not going to take too long before it actually does some damage. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, you do that. And the three, so this, this bridge is being held on at four points, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of one for each handrail and one for each side of the, the walkway. Which three are you showering at a time here? I'm going to do two at the top first. The two, like, yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, you do that, and it takes probably two or three minutes of these showers of sparks to finally burn through, and the handrails fall. And Dresden, can you make a... Let's just do a dexterity save for me, please. Okay. You can have advantage since you are holding onto your daggers. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, Ooh, wow. Oh, two twenties, twenty twenty. You not natural. Feel you feel a wobble, but you manage to hold on. Okay. Um, and it doesn't really shake too badly. And Rasputin moves on to the base ropes. I'm yeah. assuming. And the shower sparks once again takes a few minutes, and this time they snap simultaneously. And Dresden, you feel the bridge start to swing forward. And your body is feeling a great deal of resistance still on it. So I'm going to need you to make a strength saving throw. And you can have advantage on that. And is strength saving. Whew, a 14. Because the 8 was not going to be good. With a 14, you manage to hang on. And the bridge swings forward to the chasm wall and it slams against the wall and when it does you lose your handhold on one of your daggers okay but the other holds firm and you're sort of dangling for a moment but the sensation of resistance that you were feeling in the center of this chasm has lifted you are feeling light again okay and i'm gonna uh try and climb my way up the bridge um all right make an athletics check for me uh that'd be a four uh it's slow going but <laughs> to say the least <laughs> it takes a while um rasputin is kind of waiting around for a while um rasputin what are you doing now by the well, way I've, i'm flying over the re- over the chasm how i guess it doesn't take that long does it so rasputin you try to fly over the middle of this chasm and it won't let you oh, like God. i can't flap my wings or like i hit like an invisible wall you seem to hit an invisible wall about halfway. Uh, can Dresden hear me? Dresden! Dresden! Yo, yeah, Dres. he can hear you. What's up, Rasputin? Uh, I see you're climbing, but I can't get to you. It's something, I just can't, I keep flying and I just don't go anywhere. Can you, can you go lower or, or, or higher, but you, you can't, you can't join me? Can I try going lower or higher? And does it work? You try and it doesn't work. It seems like this wall is infinitely tall, right at the center of the chasm, and it's not allowing you to pass. Could I fly higher, like very high, and see if I can see another way around the chasm? Um, <laughs> you, yeah, you can. Um, you fly high in the sky and. <laughs> As far as you can tell, this chasm encircles the hill on which the temple sits. Dresden, I can't make it over. I've looked. I looked all around. I can't make it to the temple. This chasm. It's I, there's something stopping me. Well, you might. If, you might have to go it alone. 
if this is indeed where our paths are meant to part, then I thank you, friend, for everything that you've done for me. And hopefully I'll be seeing you soon, one way or another. Well, uh, hopefully, Dresden, just follow your heart. Uh, You're a good man, you know, do what you need to do. And uh, I trust you to get back to to get back to all the the people that you know dear um and if as a bonus if you if remember if you if you uh if you're successful then I'll still be with you as a real owl thank you and i'm going to like hang with like one hand like with on the knife that's in there and like give him a little a little wave or a little salute and then keep keep climbing keep scrambling all right keep scrambling. and you and i think Dresden you reach the top of the cliff and you scramble up onto solid land again, and you feel a great sense of relief and a combination of that and sadness, as you can see Rasputin hovering at the edge of the chasm on the other side. <laughs> I was going to say, so since since he made the deal with Matarua in like his warlock body, he hasn't felt emotions, really, especially not sadness. And now that he's not connected to his body, he's going to, like, feel an odd sensation. It's like one tear, and he's going to, like, wipe it away and, like, look at the tear, realizing, like, that he, like, like is feeling something. And give Rasputin a, a, a long farewell, farewell wave. Can I cast prestigization and draw a smiley face on the ground <laughs> that he's on in front of him? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's great. Um... Ugh. And it'll last for an hour, which is even better. <laughs> oh wait, it has a ten foot range. No, you can't. Oh no! Damn it! <laughs> um, uh, but you could I... you could draw one in the like mist above the yeah. cavern or the chasm. All right, I'll do that. I, the other thing I was gonna do is like make a fart smell in front of him, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna create a smiley uh, face in the funny. mist. Dress that's and great. lock, and... lock. <laughs> and that's when he wipes away his tear. Mm-hmm. Hi everyone, it's Keegan, your Felosio, here with your mid-roll announcements. As always, if you're enjoying our show, there are a few things you can do to help support us. The first way is by word of mouth. Tell a friend or family member about our show to help our podcast grow. Another great way to support us is by leaving a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Ratings and reviews help us to be boosted in the world of D&D podcasts so that more people can find us. And then if you have a second, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisishowweroll. You can find the link in our show notes. Over there, you're going to find hours of extra content, including cut content, pre- and post-play banter, a side campaign, a session of the quiet year that we played, maps, and more. For as little as a dollar a month, you have access to all of those things. And thank you to our patrons, Junior, Johanna, and Mario. Take a moment to check out our show notes to find all of our social medias, and follow us on Twitter for the latest announcements. That's all I've got for this week, so now, let's get back to the episode. Now let's find out what Flint has been up to.
hey there, bud. Um, hey, this really got away from you fast. I'm not gonna lie. Um, there's a. Sometimes I can't. It's tired. Yeah, that sounds. That didn't make hey, more sense. But did um, you drop this? He's like p- grabbing at the edges of the movable rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put it on your neck so that you'd be restrained and couldn't get away, friend. Oh, my head hurts. Yeah, yeah, that's from falling after my friend... See, he shut your hand in the door, and then you fell on the ball bearings that I threw down, and you hit your head. Yeah, that's right, motherfucker. Ugh. I dropped you. I dropped your ass. I'll do it again! He will do it again. I've seen him do it again. Oh, he, like, kind of shies away from you, Stoney. He's like, oh, please. I'm I'm in so much pain. Please. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm here. What, what can I do? How can we make this right? Oh yeah. I want to know exactly why you're here. Who sent you? I want to know who you are and your family. He says, okay. All right. I am in no position to compromise here. So I need one assurance from you. Once I tell you this, I need you to take me with you. I, I don't know if I could promise that. I mean, like, you were here Please. trying to take my friend. Either that, or once I've told you this, you need to kill me. Yeah, sure. I mean, we'll we'll decide whichever one. I mean, it's... I mean, one of those is going to be really easy, and one of those might be a little more difficult, but I'll, I'll, I'll certainly see what I can do. I'll talk to my people. We'll see, you know, how we're going to go forward. I just don't... Look... For me, I don't want to close any doors for you. I don't want you to close any doors for yourself. So, like, let's just be straightforward with each other, and we'll just we'll just figure it out. We'll figure it out together. Okay. I was sent here by one of the lieutenants of Biriel. Okay. He somehow knew that there was a phoenix here, unguarded. He sent a recovery team. I was chosen, and very honored to be chosen. Our task was to bring it back to him. The problem is, this was the fourth time that we came into this tower to get this bird. Every time we found ourselves, after some amount of time, we were back to where we were 15 minutes ago, and we didn't have the phoenix. Yeah. There is no way to get it out of here. I don't know what to tell you. Right. Yeah, 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 that sounds like quite the predicament, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my name is Smiley Johnson. I have a family. I had a family. I've done many bad things. I, I don't know where I lost my way, but it's been a long, dark path for me. Perhaps death is my just reward. It seems like you've done... Yeah, so I've got a little history with Burial. The reason he knew it was here is because he was a student here... He, you know, got corrupted. It's, it's a, it's a very long, complicated story. Uh, I just, uh, what did he want with the Phoenix? What did he want with it? That is not information that I am privy to. I mean, look, I mean, you saw him, Jeffrey, he's a powerful, he's a powerful guy. I, I understand but you're just saying like, oh, I was just following orders kind of thing. I I just don't, I'm just like, uh, you're not really selling me on on whatever it is that you're you're trying to throw my way. I assumed it was some sort of safety measure. He's attempting to do something 
massive. Something that requires magical powers that no one in this world has ever seen. And he's attempting to raise a god from another realm here on this planet. Oh, shit. And I think that the very act may kill him, and having a phoenix on hand could reset time and give him another chance. Oh, man. So, like, I'll put my hands on my head and say, he needs a failsafe. He needs Jeffrey to be his lifeline. Who the fuck is Jeffrey? Jeff, have you not been listening? Okay. I, I'm going to take, like, a step back and just start thinking, like, okay, Virial, he's like, ra- like I'm thinking all this, so I don't know if Josh, <laughs> I don't know like, if you want to so, step in. And- so Stoney's, Stoney's gonna, gonna go over to Flint and be like, uh, hey man, so that was, that was a lot, right? I mean, that, I mean, I'm up for whatever, but. Man, that's just, that's a lot to comprehend right now. Like. Yeah, okay. Um, I I think I see what's happening. He, Burial, is going to do something incredibly powerful and dangerous. He's not sure if he's going to live. So he's going to use Jeffrey to bring him back in the event that he dies. And with that, I'd like to look at Jeffrey and ascertain how much time we have and before we get reset. Uh, is he middle-aged? <laughs> yeah, he's. it's about halfway from what you remember because you, you tried this several times so you've got a pretty good idea of his life cycle. You've got like six or seven minutes left. Okay. I think, again, I'm in a tough spot because from a character and player standpoint, I'm not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. I think that there's definitely... There's definitely a lot of utility and probably even a little bit of morality in just killing this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, he's just going to go back and tell them that we have the Phoenix. On the other hand, if he doesn't come back with the Phoenix, then he'll assume that they didn't get the Phoenix. So. All right. Look here, motherfucker. All right, I, I that was that's Flint. All right, Flint is fine. He is calm. He is rational. I am completely irrational. All right, I want you to tell me everything that you know about this Burial's plan. Or I will chop your fucking head off right now. Uh, give me an intimidation check with advantage, please. <laughs> uh, Nineteen. He looks up at you, and his eyes grow larger as you rant at him. And when you say you'll chop his head off, you're, like, pulling your rapier off of your belt as you say it. (laughs) Um, And he's like, no, please, please. I'm a coward. I don't want to die. I'd much rather live. I'll tell you everything that I know. All that I know is that in about 15 days' time, Buriel's said to have his army amassed. That was the amount of time that we had to get this phoenix back to him. He thinks that his enemies know that he's planning something. He thinks that they're going to launch an attack on him. And so he's planning to launch his attack on the mainland. He's amassing his armies to the north. All the way to the north. north. Where to the north? Where were you going to deliver the orb? Oh, please, please be be rational. I swear I'm telling you everything I know. It's near Vulcan Point. Vulcan Point. Okay. Okay. And then after he finishes explaining everything, he's sort of like, 
collapses into a puddle of his own tears. <laughs> knowing that he sealed his own fate should it ever reach Muriel's ears that you that he gave you all this information. Uh, can I uh Flint, let me talk to you for a second. Let this punk think about what he yeah. did. Um I'm going to grab Jeffrey and I assume we'll go outside of the room. Yeah. Um look man, I don't know like totally what you're doing. You know, I just want you to be safe. I'm just trying to look out for you because you're like family to me. But like, would it ever be beneficial to like have like this guy with you? And like, like to like have one of Burial's like guys like with your crew? Like, I feel like I don't know. Like, you and I have been in some tight situations before. And I feel like having some guy on the inside, even as little on the totem pole as he is, so to speak. I feel like having that guy, like bringing him with you, and like, I mean. You know, he's he's not going to want to go back to Burial because, like, he just told us all his shit. So, like, I feel like having this guy with you and, like, being able to, like, get little hints from him could make, like, a huge difference. But, again, I don't know. I don't know, like, your whole group situation. I'm just trying to look out for you. I, I get it. Yeah, thanks. I, I needed that. I was really... I gotta be honest. There was a part of me that was, like, feeling pretty vengeful. Uh, I, I don't I don't think... I don't think I would feel right if we just killed him. No, no I mean how much he probably deserves it. And to be honest, man, um, we've we've probably I mean, mostly me, I've, you know, inflicted so much emotional trauma on him, he's not gonna be right for years to come. So you yeah. know, I mean I, I think okay. I think it's you know, that, that's probably enough. All the trauma he just suffered is probably enough. You can okay. probably just bring him along. Here's and, what we're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm gonna go in okay. and I'm gonna tell him that you wanted to just like start killing him, yeah, hacking, hacking body parts. I just want to start like hacking his like hands off, biting him, and yeah. clawing at his eyes, yeah, yeah. But I've decided to take him prisoner instead. Yes, uh, on our journey to face judgment at a later date. Oh, but love it. He can still help himself by yeah. making good decisions, but also tell him that like if. If he messes up at all, then I'm going to start eating yeah. his fingers one at a time. Right. Okay. Dude, Stony. Oh my God. This is another classic. Oh, it's so You're it's normally it's, the I judge. Know. I'm the judge oh this time. God. I'm the judge. Dude. Oh, this is oh, a classic Stony and Flint. Just like, you know. I, okay. okay. I'm, dude, I, I'm, I'm like beaming, right? Okay. Let's. let's okay. So, hey, so. are you guys. Are you guys gonna let me go or what? No, hang on. I'll be right with you in just a, just a second. Hey, hold on, hold on, Okay, hey, how about this? How about this? All right, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all all right, all right, all right, just let me fucking kill him. And then you're gonna go, wait, 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 let me talk to him. Yeah, yeah, and you go, yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. One, yeah, okay, okay, two, three. Hey, just let me fucking kill him, okay? I'll chop his head off. No, no, no. Just, hey, it's Tony. Let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. And, th- and then I'll go in there and I'll say, okay, listen, my, my partner in there, he just, he just wants to just start chewing at you until you die. Okay. I don't think you deserve that. I think you've made some bad decisions, but you can make up for this. Uh, I, I think, I think we're just going to take you prisoner and you're just going to keep telling us information as it comes to you. Um, and I, I mean, I, I, I want you to do the right thing here. I want you to help us. 
you got to you got to do your best and just don't ever cross us because he will literally just if you screw up he'll just start biting your fingers off. He's crazy. Okay, I understood. I I have as long to live as you do then, which won't be that long, but at least it's longer than this moment. All right. And then I'll tie up his hands. Uh, All right, sweet. Make a sleight of hand check for that knot. That's something you're good at. 23, which yep. I rolled a you five tie, on. <laughs> you tie a good knot. He's Yeah, he's very well restrained. Okay. Um, so, and you pull, a, uh, you pull a scimitar off of him as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, patting him down, making sure he can't, like, hurt us. Um, okay, so I've got Jeffrey under my arm. We're sort of escorting this guy over to the elevator. I'd like to go up and, before this potion wears off, uh, get near the box that's at the entrance to this place. Yep. When you guys uh, exit the room, Stoney just has a dagger and just throwing it up and down. Just throwing it and catching it. <laughs> just looking right at the guy, just throwing it and catching it. Nice. Uh, the guy does like a hard swallow when he walks past Stoney. Oh, I love it. And then um, as the guy walks past his two dead uh, comrades at the end of the hallway, he sort of like looks intentionally in the opposite direction from each of them. Oh, oh yikes. Yeah. Good call. So my my biggest goal here is to just walk out. I don't know if Sniggly Rats is really worried about us. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, why don't you give me, each of you can give me a stealth check. A 26. A third, oh, well. I should take advantage of but a third. Not 20. Yeah. <laughs> Another, Another crit success. success. Um, yeah, and actually, Stoney, yours is good enough. Um, both of you did well enough, actually, that um, even your prisoner, you managed to keep him quiet through this passageway. And Thanks. you get, yeah, you go right out the front door of the tower, um, and the light of day is starting to die a little bit here. Um, I want to ask Jeffrey, so we're at the box, I'm looking at Jeffrey and I say, Jeffrey, I, I don't know. I I mean, you say like you can get out of this glass, but like, I don't want you to, I don't want to like, I don't want it to hurt you. Some guy made this box. I don't know anything about it. Did, how do you, how do you feel about it? Yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm fine. I can go in the box for now. Uh, I mean, you're not getting any like weird vibes from it. Nah, I, it, yeah, I, I it just, I don't like tight spaces. So, Maybe uh, whoever this person was who made this can help you figure out how to get me out of this sphere. Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll just go in here for now, and then I'll have the inventor, like, we'll all, like, peek in at you and see, like, if he can learn something about this glass while I'm, like, tapping the glass. Yeah, for sure, bro. Hey, if you don't want to have to redo what you just did, you better get me in that motherfucking box, because yeah, I'm yeah, feeling yeah. a little bit flamey. Yeah, yeah, and I'll put him in the box and, like, uh, as I'm shutting it, say, don't worry, we'll figure it out. Thanks, and Chief. I, and then I'll, like, shut the box. And literally seconds after you close the door, he molts and burns up and becomes a little egg again and then hatches. Do um, I hear it? Yeah, you can, like, hear the flames. Uh, and uh, luckily, you just missed being reset. <laughs> And the can box I, works though. Nice. Can I peek into the box and see if he's if he's still there? Uh yeah, you look in and you see a pile of ashes and uh-huh. a little egg just 
hatching in the pile of ashes. Nice. Yeah. And I'll be like, yes, it worked. It worked. Hey, inventor, it worked. All right. That's cool. Nice. Hey. Uh, all right. Elephant in the room. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> no. Okay. Don't, this guy is very, um, don't worry about it. He's a prisoner, but we'll, we'll, we'll fill you in. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't run a prison ship. Well, don't worry. We killed his two friends. Oh my God. How the fuck did I get into this? More importantly, we need you to look at this glass sphere that Jeffrey's in. Oh, all right. It's, it's, I'm sure you'll have a good, it'd be a good puzzle for you. I'm just, by the way, I'm ascertaining from the uh, context that Jeffrey is the Phoenix. Yes. Aha. That's why they call me the inventor. Right, 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 right. All right. Let's, okay. We got a lot to go over. Let's just, let's all get on the ship and then we'll figure this out. All aboard. Oh, wait, no, that's a train thing. Well, it can be a boat thing, ship, air, boat sure. thing. All right, hey, let's get out of here. This is, it's getting dark, and this place kind of gives me the creeps. Yeah, 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 let's get out of here. All right. Uh, so I, I think we'll go up the ladder. You scramble up the know. rope ladder or the plank or whatever he has, uh, and you hop on board along with your prisoner, and... The inventor starts to play a jaunty tune, which kicks the airship up into the sky. And you take off into yet another dying light sunset. Uh, where are you headed? Ooh, good question. I think I'd like to say, Stony. I, I think we need to head back to your headquarters. Yeah, man, totally. Just, uh, just gotta be careful with, uh, these two guys. Maybe that inventor stays on the ship. Maybe he, uh... He watches out for our friend. Or he could bring our friend. Yeah. But I think the adventure should stay on the well, ship. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, that there's... No, trust me. I'm staying on the ship. I'm, I'll be much more comfortable sleeping here than in your fucking cage. Hey, man. You, you well, want to get hit again? You want to get hit again? All right. Let's all settle <laughs> down. Let's settle down. We're starting... Yeah, okay. Jeez, so uncivilized. I think uh, with that, sort of going through Flint's head is... Oh, my God. 15 days, burial, raising like some god. This is, like, getting pretty serious. I think I might need to, like, figure out how to get back to being involved with this. Okay, yeah, you may uh, have there's, gotten there, enough info that you're worried now. Well, there's an inkling of, like, I think with all of these, like, little things coming up, you know, the rock hammer, meeting up with Stony, having time to think about, like, abandoning his friends... His parents, um, it's all like, shit, this is like very real. And there's like real people at stake. This isn't just like stealing from a stranger in a bar. Like this is, this is real. Yeah. Uh, so I think the goal is to go back, think about what's happening and probably like rally as many people as he can. Awesome. Um, offer some support. I love it. And so as you're flying up and away from Call College, could the two of you each each of you make a perception check in the dying light of day? An 18. And an 18. Neither of you can be 100% sure what you saw that night as you rose up away from Call College, but you th- both thought as you reached the first layer of clouds that you may have seen a massive shadow 
flying away to the north. Is that away from us? Yes, not toward you, but away to the north. Oh, fuck. Oh, Oh, man. Let's see what Macecore's been up to. Alright, so Macecore, this figure whom you and Yara have both seen in a cave in the northern mountains, sorry, in the southern mountains, excuse me, um, has just walked in through a cloud of dust after the doors blew open into this central throne room in the royal temple. Most of the folks in the Continuar have turned in shock as the doors burst open. A few of them have leapt up, grabbing weapons of various sorts. Um, The guards on the sides of the door are just getting back to their feet, having been knocked down by it. What do you do? What are the two of you doing? Uh, Point of order. Macecore had his bow as the sword in his hand. Oh yeah, that's right. Good. When you see this figure, what do you do then? Am I like the first one to see it or? I think the dust settles for everyone roughly at the same time. Uh, I say, wait, drop your weapons. Uh, you're in the presence of a dragon. Um, Aren't we I, all dragons? I think that, uh... yeah, that gets a, a confused reaction from those in the room. And the guards who have gotten back to their feet come toward this figure now with their spears pointed toward it. And one of them calls out and says, You stop where you are there. Not a step further, all right? Can I rush in front of one of the guards and, and, like, where they were and say, stop? Yeah, you want to physically put yourself there? Yeah. Uh, Make me an athletics check. (sighs) Athletics. Thirteen. You make it around this giant table pretty quickly, but you were at the opposite end, so um, you have to push a couple of other folks out of the way who have now surrounded this creature as you reach that end of the table. Um, And one of the guards is trying to hold you back as you're trying to interrupt. Can I yell down to Ivy? Yeah. Ivy! Ivy! Call off the guards! Uh, she looks at you, and she looks back at the situation. She's very confused. Uh, she's not sure what to do. Ugh. He's a real dragon. She puts We're up, all dragons, but he's a real one. a palm, a hand and a palm facing the situation, and she says, Hold your weapons. There need not be bloodshed during this first continuar. Who, sir, who are you? And why do you come into my hall in this violent manner? And the figure now looks directly at you, Macecore. And it says, Is this the type of greeting that I can expect when I bless you with my presence? I thought that you spoke as if your kind still held reverence for mine. Uh, You should have heard me. I'm so sorry for this. You should have heard me about, like... Two minutes ago, I promise you, <laughs> this is the worst timing. 
everyone put down your weapons and I make a point um, since I'm holding my sword to like dig mine into the the I'm assuming it's like a dirt ground that we're on is that right uh, or is it like a floor? Yeah. yeah I'd say so uh, mm. if it's a floor you know what I make yeah, a you point know, it's to, like to, tile. to drop my weapon with like force so people hear the sound yeah, of my sword clanking yeah. I like it um, that is can you make a persuasion check with that Four. <laughs> um, it's not Count great. It's not great. Um, but the guards hesitate for just a moment. And the figure then looks around at them and says, Do not stress. If I wanted you dead, you'd already be dead. And a couple of them step back. Uh, I'm going to roll an intimidation, actually, on that. check. Ooh, those are some bad rolls. Um, but still, one or two of the guards step back, and one of them puts a spear down. And it's a tense scene. Yara, what are you doing? Um, are there any stairs that, or like, how did I get up here? You're not that high up. The, uh... Yeah, it's sort of like, the central table's like down in a pit, essentially, that's like three stairs up on the sides. Um, and you're, Okay, you're so in, it's like, not, I was aisles. picturing it kind of like, um... Like a theater. Uh, no, you're not. You're seating. not up in like balcony seating. Okay, I think Yara stop steps down and goes to the stranger to stand between him and the people around, and like gives Macecore like a look of say what you need to say. You like position yourself between their spears and the stranger. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. But I think I think actually facing him, but with my back to the spears. But then I kneel down. Finally, a modicum of respect. Um, Mayscore then kneels and says, Everyone, uh, I ask you to kneel not just for your own safety, but for out of respect for our ancestors. Um, when you say that, Ivy, she's been sort of watching and taking all this in, um, having now sort of gotten her head back on her shoulders. She sees you do this and hesitates for just a moment. And then she kneels as well. Uh, understanding, I think, sort of putting two and two together when Yara did that, that this is really an ancient dragon of some sort. And she remembers from the, probably from your speech as well as from the wives' tales from her childhood that they can transform into these other figures. And so she kneels and then the rest of the room follows. When she stands, everyone also regains their feet, and she says, Now, let us let us sit back in our seats, and I ask you, Great One, please inform us what brings you here. I pray that it may be in peace that you come. As the room settles, the figure walks along the table toward your seat, Macecore, and he puts a hand on your shoulder... And he speaks and says, I have considered the offer that your emissary brought me. I have spoken with several others, though these matters often pass without us even understanding or caring what has happened. There are strange whispers. It would seem that our existence could be in jeopardy should you lose this war. We will join you in battle. And Mace, Mace Gore goes, uh, well, his hand is still on my shoulder, right? Yeah. Um, he kind of makes like a little bit like a, 
like a yes in his in like his seat and then goes and then looks up and goes uh thank you agent one for your support and for your your intelligence and strength uh for the battles ahead i i'm very grateful for you and and the council uh the the dragon smiles sort of out of the corner of his mouth you can see him crack a small smile as you're speaking and he says that is enough thank you macecore do these people like not think that a dragon just landed and that's why there was so much thumping shaking and wind uh yeah no they're all i mean it was just a it was a chaotic scene, so they, yeah. they didn't really know what was going on. They were they were focused on the speeches and all that. Um, now that they've sort of accepted the truth, a few of the folks who were hesitant to commit their families and their troops to this effort are now looking unsure of their decisions. And Ivy looks out over the table and says, There could truly be no hesitation now, I would have to think. Looking around this room... I would hope that everyone would understand that if these wise and ancient creatures understand the peril that they face, then surely you must understand as well. Let us come together. Let us make plans. Let us make haste. For we have until the waning crescent to reach Vulcan Point. It's a long and arduous journey, but we have the supplies and now we have the support that we need to triumph. Who is with me? And a cheer goes up through the room. Huzzah! As the cheer goes up and echoes through the hall, um, you see several other dark-featured humanoid figures walking toward, uh, or sort of standing on the edge of the light at the entrance to the building. There's about six of them. And they are waiting silently there. And the dragon who entered the chamber walks toward the exit and says on his way, I will remain in town so that I can receive the plans. I trust that we will be on our way soon. Uh, of course. And, and just so I know, how many are, how many are all of you here? Or should we uh, give you time to prepare? I have mustered the forces that were willing. We are seven in number. Wow. Uh, I feel like that's going to be... Beerus going to get his butt kicked, right? That is our hope as well. Uh, Okay, well, uh, we will find you. Do you need any any recommendations on accommodations in town? I know it may have been a while since you were here. We We will be fine, but we are... Now that we have taken up the mantle... We thirst for the blood of our enemies. Let us make haste. Great. Uh, uh, excellent. Uh, me too. All right, well, uh, we know, we'll find you very shortly. And Ivy makes one final statement before the continuar wraps for the night. And in the aftermath, Macecore, you have some quiet moments in this chamber as it empties. Um, what's going through Macecore's head at this point? And, uh, Yara, too. Like, what's going on with you? What are you thinking, feeling? What are you doing? Um, well, Macecore is kind of, you know, like, the adrenaline you have when you do something, like, super awesome. Um, could be, like, I don't work. know that, but, uh, you know, some people <laughs> probably do. Uh, well, like, you do something, like, super, you're proud of it at work or yeah, in no, I know. I'm school. Kidding. Yeah, I know, no, no, I know. Uh, but, like, 
there's like a adrenaline like like a post high that you get um he's just kind of feeling that post high like wow um you know felosio may or may not be dead um uh flint ran off one of the weapons who god knows if he's gonna actually come through um and like he actually did something that uh would help the cause like having seven ancient dragons with an arm with the entire hearth coming uh to the vulcan point is like very proud moment for him so um he's feeling pretty good yeah i love it yara is feeling overwhelmed by a lot of stuff just from the past few days of meeting up with mace core once again after so many years talking to the dragon coming into a town that she hasn't been in being in this situation, putting herself in front of them and thinking of going on, maybe going on this grand adventure to save the world. Um, And I think she just like, she's ready to go somewhere and just meditate and kind of zone out and see what she feels like is the right thing for her to do in the next moves that happen. Yeah. That's cool. And I think she could probably slip away pretty easily if she wanted to. And I don't know if she knows where to go. Yeah, well, but she's, I don't know, she's sort of like a, a crafty person, so I feel like even she if She did it's just see an like, empty stall out front. Oh, yeah, the empty merchant stall. Yeah, Grant, <laughs> Grammys, yeah. but she doesn't know it's hers. Maybe just go, so maybe she, yeah, without realizing, she kind of finds her way to the empty stall. And because it's nearby there. the town yeah but, but it's sort of on the edge of the light the from the main gate so i think you'd really yeah. have like a quiet place to look out and across the desert there yeah um and i think that behind you in the city within the city walls the noise is actually growing as word spreads from this meeting and the local taverns are awash with people coming into town and hearing the news and wanting to get the details of what happened and uh, and plans are starting to be laid for gathering weapons and uh, saddling up the cavalry. And um, yeah, the, the machine of war in the hearth hasn't been activated in quite a few years. And so it happens pretty quickly. And so I think for Yara, slipping out of the gates makes sense because she would want to clear her head and think. And yeah. Mace Corps, I don't think that you necessarily notice that in any like kind of alarming way because it would be something that Yara has probably already done a couple times on your trip but you are also as you said you're sort of in like basking the glow of like feeling hope i guess for the first time in a while yeah um and i think ivy when it all wraps up sits down with you mace core she thanks you she looks exhausted and she says that she's going to bed and that tomorrow morning they'll begin gathering their armies hoping to march in two days' time. Ivy, uh, thank you for your leadership, and I, I gotta say, Queen looks very good on you. <laughs> thank you, Mace Corps. I <laughs> would not have been able to do any of this without you, just to be clear. I, I lean on you, and I you're almost like a brother that I didn't even know that I needed, but I, I really appreciate everything that you've done, and I pray that we may sit here in times of peace, and perhaps there's more for us to achieve than just saving the world. And she kind of smiles and walks back into her chambers. 
Can I add um, a bit of color to the hearth as you mentioned the war machine is going atop the great um, pyramid that there's like this huge torch. um, And then you have these like royal, royal, like religious cloakmen, you know, like part of the royal, like whatever. And they all breathe fire at the same time that's like six of them and they light the torch on top oh, of the pyramid sweet. i love that yeah it's like, like the, the torch, of, torch of war yeah they, there's like six um essentially buttresses around the outside of this temple the royal temple that support the outside walls and they also happen to have a little stream of fuel that goes up to this torch and so they stand at six locations around it and light them simultaneously, and the fire climbs up to the top of the roof and lights the torch. And I think anyone who would be high enough up, and our listeners are, lucky for them, can see that several nomadic encampments through the desert can actually see the torch as it lights. And you start to see torches lighting in those villages as they start to journey toward the city. In the days to come we see all manner of beasts being saddled up. Carts that were once outfitted more for racing are now armored with true plate armor as they prepare for war. Um, And you see a lot of the elements of the royal tournament of the hearth being put into place as actual battle elements. Um, The players, the best players in the hearth of Shkreli, or uh, what was the other name of it? Bartledoom. Bartledoom. Yeah, the players from that sport are also some of the best warriors who are sort of like these berserker types, but they have some essentially firebombs that they're they're going to bring with them on these carts. And so there's like all kinds of cool, very dragon-specific militaristic things that are happening. And then there's also a whole cavalry of Axebeak riders. Um, as they're one of the most plentiful creatures down here in this desert. Um, and all told, there's probably two and a half thousand dragonborn who are going to march to this battle. Their numbers aren't as huge as they once were, but that is a pretty good number. And all the local merchants and smiths are working together to make sure everyone is outfitted. And Ivy even opens up some of the archives of ancient weapons to hand those out and use them. It's they're going for broke here. That's awesome. Yeah, I think Yara comes up to Mace Core at one point with a package wrapped in paper. What what's this, Yara? Well, I was talking to Fartros and he was saying how your silks are well, lackluster and as we can see they are, so I had him make something for you. Uh, I'm gonna open the package. And inside is kind of um, a like a monk-like outfit where it's kind of those genie pants and a flowing tunic type top, but it's like a silvery smoky color because she knows we're going into war and that there might be a lot of fire and stuff thinking that this blends in with your skin well and maybe the surroundings to help you. And I think that she's also wearing a similar one. Yeah, that I was kind of thinking that too. And here's the bonus. It's an actual warrior's blend silk that has also um, steel filament woven into it. So you actually are going to get a plus one to your AC while you're wearing it. Oh, shit. Both of you. Wow. So you have Fartros's silver 
silk armor if you want to add that into your items. Is it mithril? Mm, it's not that <laughs> no, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, question. So Draxus is kind of directly responsible for Gram- Grammy's death, right? Because he spewed acid, which like yeah, he was on all things. kinds of steroids for the tournament. Though he doesn't even remember. He was that. also on acid. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But yes. <laughs> you know. Okay. All right. So in this in this montage, um, I'm gonna have this like very uh take this very intricate dragon shield, um, and I'm going to. Um, go up to Draxus and say, Draxus, uh, you know, I know when you were leader here, uh, you did uh, plenty many things that I'm sure you're very uh, regretful for, including um, leading to the death of our dear Grammy. But I want to let you know, and she would probably want me to forgive you at any level. So Here's here's a shield. You're gonna need it in the fight ahead. And I I hand him the shield as a token of my truce with him. He takes the shield and contemplates, and he looks up into the sky, and he says, "I regret a great many things in my life, but I know that whatever happens in this battle, I won't regret giving my life for this cause." Well, I'm 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 glad you're with us on our side, cause that wouldn't be pretty if you weren't. I'm gonna hold you to that. He nods and winks, and we see the preparations. And there's just a few characters that we've met who are not going to be joining. One is Fartros. He's a little bit too old to don the battle armor, a little too fat and slow, uh, but he will be serving as steward of the hearth in Ivy's absence and in Macecore's absence. Juniper is uh is is going to be riding to war despite her bad knee from her Bartledoom days um but so brave she's got a full set of plate armor she is uh going to be a, a mounted knight riding next to ivy in the vanguard um although i think it's sort of a ceremonial vanguard at this point and they won't be the first to charge in since she is the queen and one thing that's a bit confusing is that nobody's quite sure what the dragons are doing in terms of traveling to this place no one has really seen them since the conversation at the Continuar. But, Macecor, your insight tells you, or your instincts tell you, that they will be there. Um, they just may be taking their own route since they can fly, and you kind of get the sense that they wouldn't necessarily want to like carry a bunch of people. So you're not you're not super worried about it. Should, um, I mean, should I look them... They said find us in town, so... Should I look at least, or... So, okay, so let's cut ahead to two days hence. The armies are mustering outside of the front gates of town, and the sun is setting, and they're making camp so that they can march first thing in the morning. Um, And there are thousands of people, uh, maybe a thousand people from outside of the hearth, from the nomadic tribes who have come to fight, um probably about 1,500 to 1,750 or so people from the town who are joining. And, yeah, and it's it's a big uh, unit that's that's parked outside the front gates. Um, And Macecore, I think you and Yara take a stroll out into the desert in the direction of the mountains that night, and you are met there by the leader of the dragons. And he 
compliments the uh, the force that you've raised, and he asks the name of the place where you're joining the other fighters in the north. Uh, it's, it's Vulcan Point. And he says, Believe it or not, I know it well. There was a time in my youth where I spent much time in the north. I had friends there. Some may still be there. Many of us migrated to the south. But we will be there. We will keep watch over your force as you travel from the sky. Uh, well, thank you very much. Um, you know, one, two, two questions. Number one, do you, you said you were there in your youth. Is there anything that we should know about Vulcan Point that you may remember from your youth? Uh, nothing particularly useful in a military situation. It's, you can't miss it. Big jutting rock, north mo- northernmost point of the land. Okay. No, that Super makes fun that... chain of volcanic islands to the north. Well, I, I think they're not going to be so fun this time around, but maybe another time. Um, second, uh, would one of you guys in maybe daylight, maybe do like a pass by to show the army that you guys are really here and supporting us in your in your dragon form? We will see what we can do. It would really, I think, raise the motivation of the, the troops for the battle ahead. Uh, make a persuasion check. <laughs> is this uh is this um with with romantic in it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 so. no. Uh did I do it? Oh god, what the <laughs> Another four. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. It's okay. Mace Core has been getting bad rolls out of the way all through the game so that in the final battle he's gonna be it's the on same fire. Role. It's the same role. Um okay, so he uh, doesn't oh. look particularly interested. <laughs> he sort of rolls his eyes a little bit and he says <clears throat> Yeah, we'll see. I must I must rest now. And you must rest as well. You have a long march in front of you. Well thank you. Thank you, uh, Plata. Uh, see you. See you on the battlefield soon. And he says, "Indeed." And as he says that, his eyes sort of transform back into dragon eyes for a moment. You can see like the, I don't Ooh. know. There's like a predatory look on his face for a moment. He's like thirsty for battle at this point. Um, and I think the two of you head back now. How are you two traveling with this uh, army, or how do you think you would be traveling? You know, uh, one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to write down a short couple of bullet points in the notebook and like the the scroll that I have that's connected to to Dresden. Oh yeah, cool. the the item. Yeah, you've got an um, AIM scroll. Yeah, I, just book. a couple of bullet points like dragon army secured, seven ancient dragons with like two underlines in it, traveling now to Vulcan's point or some something like that, like some like short bullet point stuff. Yeah. I think Yara's ready to go by foot. She doesn't. Okay, she's, she yeah. hasn't. Yeah, and she'll she's march a like just nomad. Because I think I think there's basically going to be like the riders in front, probably a lot of people on feet, um, kind of amongst the carts. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily marching in lines and stuff because it's a really long march. So they're just kind of like a, a wagon train at this point. Yeah, I think she's kind of going to be like almost a scouting person where like she'll like go up either ahead or off to yeah. the side every once in a while yeah. i got you that's cool well how about mace core i don't know i feel like he wants to he wants to like ride with the vanguard a little bit <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think that makes sense he's yeah be- he's become a public figure in this town you have the axe speak from droll yeah, yeah that's right 
Yeah. Um, and I think Droll rides by your and side, actually. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what sets you apart. You're riding on yeah. one of your horses. Oh, I'm going to get one of the horses. A long and time ago. Yeah. Can Fartros give me like a... Uh, I know I have I know I have the, the 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 tunic right. It's a tunic that you gave yeah. me, right? It's like a tunic pants. It it might be one of the head pieces too. It's like a whole ensemble. Can I get like a short cape with like the Isyrian sigil on it? Oh yeah, of course. Not a super long cape because yeah, I'm not no, no, the, I'm not I a king, but like, <laughs> yeah, just need to I fill out it. the costume. Very Aladdin. Yeah, that's great. Um and. Yeah, and I think your horse gets a blanket on the side with the Isyrian logo too. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's pretty badass. It's a great horse too. And you really yeah, I was gonna say you really stand out because everyone else is riding other animals. Uh your horse is gonna struggle for the first couple days in the desert, but after <laughs> that it'll be fine. Um <laughs> uh, and early the next morning the sun rises and it's pretty cloudy. Uh it's very grey, overcast, uh, cooler morning. And as the troops prepare themselves and pack up their camps, Ivy and the vanguard ride out in front. And she says, Now stay together. We march to the north. Onward. And she and you and the others march your steeds forward. And you all head to the west. Because the path you're going to take is all the way to the west of the hearth on the land. There is a bridge that crosses onto the westerlands which is sort of a long island chain all connected to the west of the main body of Finradell. And then there's a place near Waterdeep where you'll be able to cross over and go to the north. And that's the way that they marched to war back 500 years ago, which you may or may not know. As you are starting to march forward, you hear a, a, a sort of a distant... I don't know if it's like a roar or a screech, and... Suddenly, a massive silver dragon dips just below the clouds, which is only a few hundred feet over everyone's heads, and it soars over the troops flying in the direction that you're marching, and as he passes, he spews some fire, and a huge roar goes up from the army, and you set forth for Vulcan Point. Thank you. We will be fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's so strange. Uh, uh, he says, 